Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. We've got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Episode 179 of Rams Up. This episode, we continue our assessment of Rams position groups. This week, we're going to talk about special teams. And then our final assessment will be the trickiest, the most complicated, the most controversial position group, the offensive line. That'll be next week. We continue our countdown of the top 50 greatest Rams ever on our YouTube channel. Check that out. What else do we have this episode? We are going to review some mock drafts, look back at some old player assessments just for kicks, the draft profiles of guys like Taylor Rapp, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and a couple of other guys. And just a heads up, Saturday morning at 1030 on our YouTube channel, I will be live streaming a mock draft. Please jump on our channel at LA Rams Up. Join the chat and I may call on you to make a pick should be fun. The Lakers survived that play-in game, beating the Timberwolves in overtime. Crazy game. 
At the end there, it looked like neither team really wanted to win. They move on to the first round of the playoffs. They will travel to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. The Clippers, meanwhile, at the Suns in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Let's get back to the Rams here. Let's do a little update on the players the Rams have met with. Add TCU running back Kendra Miller to the list, 6 feet, 220. It's really interesting to read some of these draft profiles. Uh, and I read Miller's, and I'm like, mm, not too much to get excited about. They seem to find a lot of flaws in his game. Maybe a third string running back has the potential to have a decent NFL career, but nothing special. And then you watch the tape, and you go, wow. This guy reminds me of Priest Holmes. It's so difficult to evaluate running backs if you're just watching a handful of highlight films. You're obviously going to see the highlights, and the highlights on Kendra Miller are pretty impressive. Who else have they met with? Just a quick update. They've met with Izzy Abanekanda out of Pittsburgh. He's a guy I really like. Quarterbacks Clayton Toon and Aiden O'Connell. Both guys that I think could be quick studies and take over the backup quarterback job. The list of wide receivers is interesting. Two guys from Cincinnati, Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott. Houston wide receiver Tank Dell and Florida A&M wide receiver Xavier Smith. What do all of these guys have in common? Well, how about this? Tucker, Scott, Dell and Smith go 5'9", 5'10", 5'8", and 5'9". And weight, 182, 177, 165, 174. Maybe Sean McVay has a plan here with another smaller wide receiver. We'll have to see. But I have to say some of these guys grade out very well. Tyler Scott, they compare him to T.Y. Hilton, who was of similar size. 5'10", 177. Xavier Smith, he really shined at the HBCU Legacy Ball Week. They project him as a six-rounder, but but he was putting in some great 40-yard dash times. Some had him timed at 4-3, and he looked really fast during the game. And along with the speed, showed elite route-running ability, great hands. So if the Rams were to spend a sixth-round pick on Xavier Smith, I think I'd be okay with that. Still a little concerned about the size. Rams haven't done a good job of getting too, too involved. What are they going to do with Xavier Smith? And they have also met with Jake Bobo, another wide receiver. Tight ends, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, Payne Durham out of Purdue, and my guy Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. Offensive lineman, Florida guard Osiris Torrance. He's one of the few offensive linemen I would really love to have. Wisconsin guard Tyler Beach, Quincy offensive tackle, B.J. Wilson. Yes, that's right, Quincy offensive tackle and Grand Valley State offensive tackle Quinton Barrow. They have met with seven defensive linemen, two edge rushers, Will McDonald and Derek Hall, and only three cornerbacks, along with kicker B.T. Potter out of Clemson. They have not met with any safeties, punters, or inside linebackers. Throw out some mock draft results for you from across the internet. NFL Network's Todd McShay had the Rams selecting Keely Ringo, I'd be okay with that. NFL draft writer Josh Edwards went three rounds deep. The Rams came away with offensive lineman Cody Mock, running back Zach Charbonnet, and edge rusher Derek Hall. I like all three players. 
I just don't see the Rams going running back that early. And again, only one guy on defense, no cornerbacks. Not loving it. In my opinion, one of the most reliable sources for mock drafts and player evaluations is NFL.com. Rhett Lewis ran a live mock draft and posted the results. Lance Zerline was on that broadcast. And he went just one round, but it's interesting who was left on the board potentially for the Rams five picks into the second day. In his first round, four cornerbacks, Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Porter, and Banks. No surprises there. Seven edge rushers in the first round. Anderson, Wilson, Murphy, Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Keon White, and Enaduke Uzama both went in the first round. Those last two were a little bit of a surprise. So who would be on the board when the Rams rolled out of bed on Friday morning? Let's go to the NFL Mock Draft Database's Consensus Big Board. Who are the top nine guys, according to them? And why nine? Because the Rams draft 36th, and nine of the top 36 players are still available, according to this board. And that's largely due to the fact that four players outside the top 36 went earlier than slated. That would be Hendon Hooker, Cody Mock, Keon White, and Anaduke Uzama. Now, of these nine, a few of them the Rams I don't think will have interest in. Number one was Brian Branch, the safety, and number two was Brian Brissy, the defensive lineman. The third player available, Osiris Torrance out of Florida, and he's a guy I would, man, I would love to have him join this Rams roster. He's the only offensive lineman I would support picking this early in the draft for the Rams. He would be a perfect fit for this team and transform this offensive line immediately. Next up, number four, Mazzy Smith, the defensive lineman. Number five, another player the Rams could consider, Will McDonald, the edge rusher, and number six, the offensive tackle, Anton Harrison. Number seven, Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver a lot of Ram fans on Reddit have been hyping up. Number eight, Jameer Gibbs, the running back. And number nine, Ringo, the cornerback. Same guy McShay had the Rams picking. Of these nine, I think there's four that I would be happy with. Torrance, McDonald, Hyatt, and Ringo. But also available are two cornerbacks I really like, Cam Smith, the 37th ranked player on this board, and Emmanuel Forbes, the 38th ranked player, both cornerbacks. And then the 46th ranked player, B.J. Ojalari, the edge rusher out of LSU. So narrowing this down, using this information, the Rams are going to come away with Osiris Torrance, Will McDonald, Jalen Hyatt, Keely Ringo, Cam Smith, Emmanuel Forbes, or B.J. Ojalari. That's just my guess. And Hyatt would probably be my last choice. I really want an edge or a cornerback or Osiris Torrance. I thought it would be fun to go back and look at some draft profiles some years gone by, Rams players, and see how these guys did. Let's look at NFL.com's evaluation of Taylor Rapp. They had him rated as a 6.30. That's an A-plus starter, a really good starter, not necessarily Pro Bowl level. Here is what they said about Taylor Rapp. 
versatile three-year starter who combines tenacity with football intelligence to play at a consistently high level. I'd agree with that. Rapp isn't big, but he's well-built and durability hasn't been a concern despite his physical nature as a striker. That's spot on. He played all over the field this year and might be best suited in a mix between down safety and two high looks with the ability to cover tight ends. His coverage talent is average, but his run support effort and open field tackling are clearly defined strengths that make him a relatively safe selection. Overall, I think that's a pretty good assessment. I think some Ram fans might question the line about open field tackling, but overall, pretty accurate assessment. 6.30 is probably a little high. Probably should be more in the 6.0 range, I think. How about Greg Gaines? What did they say about him? 5.90, meaning he'd be an average backup or special teamer. Greg Gaines really did surpass expectations. It just took a year, right? This is what one scout said, an NFC West Coast scout, by the way. So might want to take a guess at who said this. He's built like a bouncer, but he gives you an honest day's work every time he steps out on the field. How about Cooper Cup? 6.20, meaning he'd be an average starter. Lateral quickness out of the brakes underneath provide no early separation. I beg to disagree. This is what a South Regional Scout said for an AFC team. In 2014, he punked both Marcus Peters and Sidney Jones when he took on Washington. These are two first-round talents. You tell me if he's going to be a starter. So the grade was low, but the Scout's comment was kind of predictive of where Cooper Cup was headed with his career. Ernest Jones, 5.99 meaning he'd be an average backup or special teamer. He's a blue-collar linebacker capable of handling the physical duties required of his position, but he'll always have limitations in pursuit. He has a good feel for diagnosing blocking schemes and finding runners between the tackles, so a role as a backup inside linebacker in a 3-4 defense might be his best fit. A little bit low on Ernest Jones, but the Rams did draft him a little early than most expected, but I think the Rams were right, and this evaluation was a little bit off. And I'm going to leave you with one last evaluation on NFL.com. Aaron Donald, 5.90, average backup or special teamer. I'm going to leave it at that. Continuing our loop around each Rams position group, there's only two left, special teams and offensive line. I'm saving the offensive line for last, so let's assess the Rams' special teams. So who are our current special teamers? Actually, we don't have any. Our punter, Riley Dixon, is gone. Our kicker, Matt Gay, is gone. And our long snapper, Matt Orzek, is gone. I'm surprised we haven't signed some undrafted rookies from last year to futures contracts to make sure we have somebody in these spots, but our special teams room is empty. 
Worth noting, though, that the Rams have worked out former Seattle Seahawks long snapper Tyler Ott. He was a pro bowler. He's an unrestricted free agent. And even our punt returner, Brandon Powell, has moved on. So would the Rams draft a punter, a kicker, or a long snapper? So let's take a quick look at what happened in the last two drafts when it comes to special teams. In 2021, there is one punter selected. That was the Steelers picking Presley Harvin III in the seventh round. He's their current starter. Pretty near the bottom in the punter stats from last year. As far as kickers, the Bengals drafted a good one, Evan McPherson, out of Florida in the fifth round. And he's a solid NFL kicker. Two long snappers were drafted, both in the sixth round, both comp picks. The Panthers selected Thomas Fletcher out of Alabama. He's now playing for the Seattle Dragons. And the Commanders drafted Cameron Cheeseman out of Michigan, and he is still with the Commanders. In 2022, four punters were selected. The Ravens drafted Jordan Stout. The Buccaneers drafted Jake Camarda. The Bills drafted Matt Ariza. And the Browns drafted Cade York. Now, Three of the four are doing fine in the NFL, holding on to starting jobs. Ariza, a different story. What a sad story that is, too, because he could have been the best out of that draft, and he got himself mired in some legal troubles and will probably never play in the NFL. One place kicker last year, the Browns drafted Cade York out of LSU in the fourth round. He is the Browns starter. No long snappers were drafted. So back to that question, would the Rams draft a kicker? There's a couple of guys that I would support drafting. I don't think there's anybody that really stands out as, oh, this guy's going to be an excellent kicker. But if the Rams could add an extra pick or two in the seventh round, or maybe the sixth, you take a flyer on Chad Ryland out of Maryland, or BT Potter out of Clemson. Potter is a guy the Rams have met with. Ryland, a five-year kicker, four seasons at Eastern Michigan and one at Maryland. He has the big leg. He's made some 50-yarders, so he can handle kickoffs too, but I don't think he stands out as anything special in the kicker world. He would probably be just fine as an NFL kicker, but nothing special. B.T. Potter out of Clemson made 77% of his field goals in 2022 and hit a long one of 52 yards. Really good inside 40 yards in 2021, but not so great in 2022, 6 for 10. And there's a few other guys, Jack Podlesny out of Georgia. He's the one that missed those two field goals against Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinals. So that's going to ding him in the clutch category. Anders Carlson out of Auburn, Christopher Dunn out of North Carolina State. And some people think Jake Moody is draftable. He's the kicker out of Michigan. Free agent kickers. Well, there's 40-year-old Robbie Good who is out of a job after the Niners signed Zane Gonzalez and 38-year-old Mason Crosby. Neither of those options really excite me. Would the Rams draft a punter? Well, there's five guys that I think could be draftable. Two fall into the category of finesse punters. Maybe not big legs, but really good at pinning back their opponents. Good touch with the ball. That's Adam Corsak out of Rutgers and Brad Robbins out of Michigan. 
If you're looking for guys with big legs, Bryce Berenger out of Michigan State, Michael Turk out of Oklahoma. Turk, the nephew of Matt Turk, remember him. They liken Turk to a home run hitter in baseball. Tremendous power, but lacking a little bit in ball control. And Bryce Berenger, just a power punter, able to flip the field for you. But again, we'll need some coaching up on that short field touch category. And like I said, Robinson Corsak, kind of the opposite. But the thing is, you can't really coach up power kicking so much. And that's why I would lean towards Berenger or Turk and work on their ability to finesse the ball inside the 20-yard line. And then there's a guy that's kind of a mix of both, Paxton Brooks out of Tennessee, 6'6", 201, so he's long and lean. Kind of a compromise between the two, pretty strong leg, pretty good at finessing the ball in the corner, decent hang time, so he would be a valid option as well. The question is, do you draft one of these guys? I think all of these guys are more draftable than the kickers, in my opinion. Or do you hope one of them goes undrafted and you can coax them to come in and try to win the job in Los Angeles? Free agent punters, really the only guy out there still available, Matt Hack. He's been with the Dolphins, Bills, and Colts. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. He's still available. Rams may bring him in after the draft, perhaps. Long snappers, there's one guy that stands out, Alex Ward out of Central Florida. He probably will get drafted. If the Rams want Alex Ward, they're going to have to use a 6th or 7th round draft pick on him. And then there's Chris Stoll out of Penn State and Robert Soderholm third out of VMI. Or maybe they just signed Tyler Ott, the Seahawk free agent. Punt returners and kick returners. Tutu Atwell and Cooper Cup can both handle punt returns. Cooper Cup would be the designated fair catcher, I hope. Whereas Tutu Atwell, maybe you could spring him for some nice returns over the course of the season and just cross your fingers he doesn't get popped and go out for three or four games. That's the big concern with Tutu. I don't think the Rams will target a punt returner specifically, but hey, you draft my man Trey Palmer, the wide receiver out of Nebraska. He can handle punts and kickoff returns, and he's a wide receiver I like too. Great speed size combination guy. Last year, 71 catches for 1,043 yards. I'm liking myself some Trey Palmer right now. Kick returns, I don't know. Find a third string running back. Most of these teams are going to kick it into the end zone anyways. I don't think you expend a draft pick on someone who can specifically return kicks. Find a backup running back, backup wide receiver, a cornerback, Someone that can handle those duties, ball security, and decision-making being the keys to that as far as I'm concerned. What do I think the Rams will do? Well, if they roll with 11 picks, I could see them using a pick on a punter, kicker, or long snapper. If they can multiply that, if they can grow that 11 picks to 12 or 13, which is a lot of picks, that is an awful lot of picks to be making an awful lot of rookies bringing into your camp that you're expecting to make the roster. But if they could do that and use a couple of those picks on special teams, I would be okay with that because right now the stable is empty. They got nobody in that special teams room. If they're going to fill it with undrafted free agents, that seems a little bit risky. But 
if they roll with 11 picks, they may have no choice. They have just too many other needs. Cross your fingers, you can get these undrafted guys in and get the job done. Or add a couple of picks and use them on special teams. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.